Welcome to episode number two of The Urbanist Live, a new podcast produced by the Urban Development Institute of Australia in WA. This episode is sponsored by Carbon EMT, who, with the backing of WinConnect, are Australia's most established community energy network operator. Visit carbonemt.com.au to see how Carbon EMT can benefit your next development with savings and sustainable technologies. I am your host, Tanya Steinbeck, CEO of UDIAWA, and in this episode, I'll be talking to UDIAWA's Director of Policy and Research, Chris Green, and we're going to discuss the impact of the housing stimulus measures from both the federal and state governments, as well as taking a look at the lay of the land in the midst of COVID-19 and what the future might hold for the development industry. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Yeah, hi, Tanya. So it's been a massive few weeks since our last podcast with the introduction of the federal government's Home Builder Program and the state's building bonus, which sees up to a whopping $69,000 in incentives if you are a lucky first home buyer. Unprecedented stimulus for the industry, and we've obviously invested a huge amount of time and effort here at UDIA working with government, along with our industry colleagues, and it's certainly paid off. Our friends at HIA have announced they are expecting 15,950 dwelling starts in WA for next financial year, 2020 to 21, which is a 15% improvement from this current financial year. So, Chris, what have we seen over the last couple of weeks from a land sales perspective? Yeah, Tony, it's been uh, it's been pretty chaotic, really. We, when we look back uh, to the middle of March and, I guess, peak, COVID period for us here in WA, so maybe the weeks particularly around Easter, we really saw in our land snapshot sales, which is our weekly land survey, um, we saw the sales just fall off the cliff. So we were pre-COVID, we were between 80 and 90 sales per week. We've dropped down to around about 40 in, in that sort of peak lockdown period. Uh, last week, uh, after one week of the stimulus being on the table for both federal and the state government package, we saw a massive 441 lot sales. So that is just, that's four times or just four going into five times the demand that we saw generally pre-COVID. Um, that came on the back of a couple of strong weeks prior to that anyway. So we we were back up to 122 lot sales um, for the weekend in the 7th of June. And the final week of May was, was 149. Now, in that little period, I'm not quite sure how much of that was was the sort of displaced demand from the from lockdown being being put out a little bit to to that to that sort of peak in at the end end of May. Certainly, May was a good month for most developers, uh, but this first week of, of the full the two stimulus has just been been huge. It's the biggest week of lot sales that we've ever recorded in in our survey. So it's just it's just outstanding, really. I don't know how long it's going to last, but yeah, we'll certainly happy with with those numbers for the last week so we know there's around 3,000 titled lots on the market when the stimulus was announced a couple of weeks back and we've probably got around 2,000 in the pipeline to be released over the next six months what are some of the key challenges that we're working through with our members at the moment to ensure that we can get the necessary titled stock on the ground for buyers so that they can take advantage of the stimulus yeah it's it's a real real issue i mean it's quite staggering really. the industry for six years has been trying to run as lean as they can so we've seen a downgrading in, in, in the industry and lots that are on on the market just to avoid land tax and just to you know avoid any necessary holding costs so we've really seen the industry tighten up and now we've just seen 
literally overnight demand go for the roof. So it's a real challenge for the industry. There was some stock there due to come due to come forward, but no doubt everyone's rushing to get that through. We're, we're hearing that stages are being pressed, uh, pressed go left, right, and centre. And now it really is, a, I guess, a race to try and get that titled stock out, so purchasers can take advantage of the stimulus that are, are on offer. But it just depends where, I guess, each stage is at in terms of the, in terms of their approvals. But it could be all kinds of issues going on there, and it's certainly one of the one of the things that we've been flagging with all the state government agencies and the local, local governments as well to make sure that we can get these approvals out and we can get the slab down in time for people to get get the incentive that's that's on offer. But there's a whole myriad of issues there and certainly industry capacity will be one of them. Civil contractors will will be very busy at the minute. It'll be interesting to see what the industry can deliver with literally no real forewarning that this was coming. It's just just an overnight get ready and, and get it out. So it will be a real test to see see what capacity we, we can we can turn around. Yeah, and I've obviously already started engaging with some of the key state agencies like Water Corporation and Western Power in terms of making sure that we can turn around clearances quickly. Uh, we know that uh, the Premier provided us with a, a copy of a letter that he wrote um, a week or two ago encouraging all local government authorities to do whatever they can to ensure that their approvals come out in a timely way. So so there's a, a whole bunch of stakeholders involved and, and needing to line up so that we can actually address the the demand that's um, that's coming through now. Yeah, and I think the other thing is it's going to be different pinch points at, at different times. So we're going to see the pressure on different agencies at various times. So literally between now and the end of the year, it could be it could be different months when when all the approvals are either with uh, Watercorp or Western Power, uh, and then it flows on through. So it's going to be really interesting to see how those agencies gear up. So we've certainly tried to make make them aware of this massive tidal wave that's coming through. Uh, hopefully they can respond and we can make sure that we get enough stock out there. Because the last thing anyone wants to see is people missing out on on this real, you know, great opportunity that is in front of people. So. And it's in no one's interest to uh, to delay the process. Mm. And so, and talking about hoping that people don't miss out on this opportunity, one of the things that we're also um, looking at at the moment is how the banks are going to treat these cash stimulus measures from both the federal and the state government. And there are some concerns that some banks are not uh, treating that as a deposit, which for many is kind of the key hurdle, I suppose, to getting, getting a house of their own. What do you think some of the key issues could be from a finance and valuation perspective with the stimulus in place? Yes, yeah, certainly that, uh, that what we've heard so far is that banks aren't taking the stimulus into into account when, when they're looking at people's deposits, which obviously then is going to be a bit of an issue in terms of people who perhaps haven't been gearing up quite ready, or, or maybe they were thinking next year they would perhaps look to get on the, on the market. But now, really, they're going to scramble and try and pull it forward. So even though there is perhaps forty five thousand there on the table for people, maybe a little bit more if they're a first time buyer as well, it's going to be a challenge if that finance isn't in place. There's going to be a bit of pressure, I think, on mum and dads to to dip into their pockets to help out some of the kids, given the cash that's down till the end of the year. It's going to be really interesting to see. I think, Tanya. I think uh, we've only had a week yet. I think we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe next week, a week after, see if, if those sales numbers held up. If not, I think we'll see there's issues there. The valuations will be really really interesting. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go out, given that demand is literally gone through the roof. 
how how they how they take down the consideration. You think the valuation would resolve themselves given there's so much demand out there, but it's always difficult to know. But the fact that the the banks so far at least appear not to be taking uh, the cash and offer as part of the deposit, I think will be problematic. And if we can can get that result, I think we can definitely help out a lot more people. Mm. So that's uh, that's another thing on our to-do list uh, over the next few days is to get some clarity around that from both the banks and the valuation sector. So when do you think the rush will slow to a trickle in terms of demand? I mean, obviously, we've seen a rush of activity initially, but do you think this is simply pulling demand forward or do you think the scale of the incentive is bringing new buyers into the market that otherwise would never have built a home? I think there's a bit of both there, Tanya. I think there's definitely people who perhaps couldn't get on the market or for whatever reason they weren't quite ready. If the cash incentive can help with the deposit, you'd certainly pull those guys forward. But look, there is always a risk that this really does just pull forward demand that was perhaps next year's supply or, or whatever in any case. So it's a real concern to some extent. Uh, we did some analysis looking at previous stimulus, which often have been a tie around the first home buyer, so it's you know more limited market, but you, we can really see from our lot size, it really has, it really does suck forward demand for the next six to 12 months. You'd imagine this would be quite similar. There is a bit of a concern that population growth is turned off for a while. The tanks there have been filling the last couple of years. The increase in the net overseas migration has been pretty good. It's, that's held up, but it improved last year. The interstate migration that's also been improving. We for a while there we were we were losing quite significant numbers of people interstate. Last year it dropped to about a thousand people uh, per quarter, so it, not as bad as what we've been in the past, where we've been up to five thousand at, at the sort of worst of that period. I guess the key question: How big is the underlying demand? How big is the tank there? It's it's difficult to know without the without population growth. It's really hard to put a finger on that, but you think there's a good couple of years worth of supply there that we can we can draw into. The key question is now, whilst we're building this bridge, where is it going to land on the other side? How long are our borders going to be closed? When things are going to open back up? Uh, if it drags on, it could be it could be a real difficult time, maybe towards the end of next year in particular. But we're certainly set for some significant sales over the next six months until the stimulus ends. Beyond that. Who knows? There's so many variables at play here. Who knows if we get a get a second spike or, or all the rest of it? Well, I guess we'll see. Mm. Well, certainly we hope that our uh, Victorian friends um, get things under control over there. Um, certainly our Premier again has reinforced that our state borders will not be opening uh, anytime soon until uh, community spread is uh, is relatively disappeared in the eastern states. So so we're going to be an island within an island for a little bit longer. We've also been chatting about the potential impact of the stimulus on the established market. This is a question that we get quite a lot. Um, and according to Rewa's Perth market snapshot for the week ending 14th of June, sales activity had increased 44% in Perth that week, uh, with Rewa members reporting 844 transactions. And they've attributed that increase to 25% rise in house sales, 29% in unit sales, but a whopping 108% rise in vacant land sales, which is no surprise given what, what's just been announced. What do you think the impact could be on the established market of the stimulus when it's really incentivising people to build rather than buy established? Yes, good question, Tanya. I think when you look at it, it's very hard to call because what we're seeing is the listings in established are really down. So anyone who's looking at established market, 
their choice is limited. So whilst there may be limited limited demand, there's certainly limited supply. So we're not seeing any real erosion in, in the median uh, house price at all. It's pretty pretty flat around the sort of 480, 485 uh, mark for per. And I'm of the opinion that perhaps a list this real sort of confidence and surge in activity in uh, Greenfields areas, but in, in land, who's to say that that's not going to flow onto the established market and, and give give people there a bit of a, a bit of a lift? There is a stimulus for uh, established, so there is some money on the table there. It's a little bit more difficult to get, so there's certain price brackets that people need to hit, which does make it a little bit more challenging as well as their income. So it's very very hard, I think, for people to get that twenty-five thousand that's there. Um, but I certainly think this. I don't think the establishment is going to be disrupted by the activity we're seeing in land. I think, if anything, we may see a slight. It may just help to support it. Maybe not a lift, but it certainly should help to support. I think the median house price in the established. Yeah, look, it's time will tell. And the other really interesting thing um, that we'll be watching is the return of the investor and whether or not, um, given the stimulus, particularly state-based stimulus, is open to investors, what sort of representation they will have in the market given they've been relatively non-existent over the last few years. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. Certainly what we've heard anecdotally from developers is particularly the Hong Kong market, which is not surprising. There's people there very keen to to get out of there and, and they're looking at WA of envious eyes in terms of the way we've coped with COVID and it's a very attractive proposition. Again, it just depends on how do we open our borders up in that in the sort of in that managed and safe way. If we can do that, I think we're a real attractive proposition to to overseas investors, but also interstate investors anyway. I think there's some question marks around the housing markets in in Sydney, particular, uh, but also Victoria. So maybe we may see some investors look look west. Uh, it's been a while now, so we're, we we I think we were definitely well set to lift from the bottom of the cycle. So whether the COVID and and the broader stimulus uh, package incentives that are on offer here help really to turn us around a little bit quicker and get out of that, who knows? But I think it's a good. It is a good opportunity for investors. And what better time uh, to remove the foreign buyer's surcharge? Um, if we, we have been talking about this for quite some time since it was introduced, but even uh, putting uh, the foreign buyer's surcharge on ice for the next couple of years whilst we attract more people to live, work and play in WA would be a smart move. So before we finish, I just wanted to thank Chris for talking to me today about the impacts of the housing stimulus and where the development industry might be heading. One last question for you, Chris, if you had one message in a bottle for our listeners to take away with them, uh, what would that be? Yeah, that's a good question, Tanya. I think what we've really seen here is the industry and government come together and it's been really positive. Not only have we sort of managed the COVID situation really well, but we've managed to put together a package to home buyers that is really attractive. There's a lot of demand now out there that the development industry needs to step up to, but the government agencies as well to make sure we can we can support this surge in demand and we can provide the land that's needed. So look, it's been it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy ride, but if we can all work together, I think we can really put a put a good offer on the table for people of Western Australia and get people into housing that perhaps may have been a little bit further down the track had this stimulus package not been there. Mm. Absolutely. Well, look, thank you very much for your time today, Chris, and thanks to our sponsors, Carbon EMT. Uh, I hope today's discussion has been of value to you. 
This podcast has been produced to complement our quarterly magazine, The Urbanist, which explores a variety of thought leadership topics, providing new insights to assist you and your business. Our magazine is made available to our members and anybody who wishes to subscribe, head to our website, www.udiawa.com.au for more information.